All right, all right, all right. Welcome to yet another installment of Clifton's Corner. I'm your host, Jermaine Man here, the only guy in charge. I am Clifton, and I am here for yet another survivor-themed installment of Clifton's Corner. Here to give you guys all the dish on the latest episode. Yes, I know, I am late by a few days. Give me a break. But also... This is simply because I needed to gather more information. I need to make sure I had all the facts or what facts are available here to us. Uh, and also, just the end of the episode. I was supposed to record right after the end of the episode. And the end of the episode really got me. It got a few others. And it got, a pre- got us pretty heated. But we'll talk about all that. We'll talk about the entire episode. We'll talk about our final seven and how they progressed through this episode. But first, I want to switch things up a bit, and I want to take a break for a message from our sponsors, simply because there's a lot to talk about in this episode, and I don't want to cut away from it and interrupt you guys' vibe. So, here we are. Here's our sponsor. And we are back. So, in this episode, we have our final seven, which is made up of Dan, Elaine, Dean, Nora, Janet, uh, Lauren, Settling, Tommy. There we go. That's the final seven more left between the game. I wish Charisma was still here. I really do. That was my winner. But... The flashback is back in the beginning of this episode, which is something that the producers seem to pick and choose when they want to use it. Just like when they pick and choose when they want to use Island of the Idols. (laughs) But, uh, after we flash on into the episode, I realize I'm still mad at Dean, not because... Well, not for the reason that a lot of people are mad at Dean, but I'm just simply mad at Dean because of how the last Tribal Council went. If it wasn't for Dean, I don't believe Krishna would have went. Uh, Tommy would have went in that case. Which fucking sucks, dude. It's not fair. It's just not fair. But this episode kind of gives us this Dean versus Nora vibe. And it's something I I like. I would like to see more of Dean versus Nora. (laughs) And one of the few crazy things that Nora does this episode is... She decides to steal Dean's shoes. And let's sidebar real quick because I, as a person, do not understand after watching, what, season 20-something to now, and then I've gone back and watched season 1 through 5, I don't understand how in the hell Dean has these pristine white tennis shoes in the Fijian jungle beach survivor environment. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Uh, so I understand. I, I, I would be in Nora's position. I'd like, I, I would kind of want to mess with them. If I was her, I'd put a couple scuffs on them, put some mud on it or something, have some fun with it. I mean, they're just shoes. I mean, they, they didn't really give us a story behind Dean's shoes this season. They haven't given us a story behind a lot this season. But they're just shoes, so, I mean, he couldn't have been that affected by her seriously messing with them. But I did like where she placed the shoes. Uh, She had a little play on words there, uh, because people that were voted out, their left-behind items were put on the sign, and she puts Dean's shoes at the top of the tribe sign to join... No, 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 
I don't know if she said to join the Lost Souls or this is Dean's Lost Souls, but it was a play on words with shoes and souls and all that good stuff. It was kind of witty. I liked it. Whatever. But right after this, uh, the people kind of dive into an idol hunt. Elaine really needed to find another idol after playing her last one. She knew she needed to find this idol to keep herself safe. Uh, of course, besides the event of immunity, but we haven't gotten there yet. So in Elaine's mind, it's like, at this point in time, this is how I save myself. This is the only way to save myself. So I have to go for this. The funny part of it all is, once everyone wakes up, everyone is going for this idol. And literally, everyone is picking through bushes and through trees and looking high and low for this idol. And the one person to find it, of course is Janet, freaking Janet finds the idol. And we are, seriously, we're rooting for her super hard. She's one of, I think she's the only non-problematic person left in the game, or someone that wasn't shrouded, shrouded, I can't say the word. Someone who wasn't covered in controversy or said something that we didn't like or was frowned upon or something like that. So, oh, and Elaine, but Elaine, she shined already. She found her idol. So, did Janet already find an idol this season? It's so hard to keep up with the idols. I, I'm definitely making an idol chart next season because this is crazy. And and next season is winners. So, those winners are definitely gonna be finding some idols. Definitely gonna have to be tracking those for them. But. Janet finds the idol, and then we segue into a commercial break. And when we come back, we are blessed and gifted with another Crazy Nora segment. And honestly, I really feel like the Crazy Nora segments are... That's where the entertainment is coming from this season. Honestly, the entertainment should be coming from all the castaways. But unfortunately... But, uh, talk kind of turns to, uh, how Elaine is kind of a threat in the third, and, you know, at the first episode of this game, I did not think Elaine would become a threat, let alone a target. So, hey, you, you do your thing, girl. You're going for that win. You're coming up there as a player. I see you. I guess that kind of is the point of Survivor. I mean, not everybody comes out guns are blazing and is fully able to do this game and is able to play it just like an all-star you have to start at the bottom and you have to grow and you have to adapt to the situation and elaine has done a pretty good job of doing that and you know what i'm pretty damn proud of her so now elaine is going to go and try to do some convincing to the women that hey we need to band together we need to go ahead and try to get out a guy. We need to try to get Tommy out. And you know what? I could really go for a successful women's alliance. Let it be uh, freaking Big Brother or let it be this. <sighs> but this damn season could never, unfortunately. And Tommy, not, oh, no. Lauren runs straight to Tommy like, like, hey. So, um, yeah, I've been hearing some things, and said third, but this is what got me, the confessional that Tommy did to go along with this segment, 
he reveals that he doesn't really fuck with Lauren the way that at least I thought he did. Um, I think it was like two or three tribals ago. Uh, no, no, no. It was the tribal, last tribal. When um, Tommy was supposed to, Lauren was supposed to go. Lauren got immunity and I was like, well, hell, take out Tommy. That's like her, her right arm. So that might be Lauren's right arm, but Lauren is not Tommy's right arm that we found out. So that kind of kind of shocked me because I definitely thought they were closer than what he was saying. So after this, we look off into the horizon, and here he comes. Here comes that boat driver. It's the island of the idols boat. They pick 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 a name, and it's Dean. Dean heads to the island of the idols, and uh, there's this this guess that this may be the last, if not one of the last trips to Island of the Idols, and honestly, in my opinion, it will be now, and we'll, we'll talk about that later, but yes, so my question then becomes, so when the Island of the Idols shuts down, are they sending Rob and Sandra home, or are they staying, or are they going to be at the rest of the tribal councils? The most important question in my head is, does everybody know about Robin Sandra? Like, it's still this shrouded secret. We still haven't seen anyone come back from IOI and be like, hey, Robin Sandra are here. The only time I've seen or can recall this season seeing two castaways talk with each other about Island of the Idols, I believe it was Vince and, was it Kelly? Kelly and Vince? I'm not 100% sure. Sure. But anyways, two people talked about it. It was discussed. They showed it one little bit of time. And that was it. So I'm really hoping to find out more information about this. I want to know what they know. This live reunion, well, it's not even a live reunion this season anymore. And we'll talk about that later too. But the reunion this year, I really hope that we get a lot of answers because we deserve a ton of answers for a lot that's happened this season. So, <laughs> this is where things get pretty damn hilarious, because Dean decides to pull out his legacy advantage and ask Rob and Sandra, is it real? Now, if you've been keeping up with things, we all know that the legacy advantage came from Rob and Sandra, and they gave it to Jamal, and Jamal created it. Then Dean was gifted it from Jamal, Jamal was trying to make him a target, and then Dean made a fake legacy advantage from the fake legacy advantage attempting to use it at a prior tribal council to where it didn't work out for him I, I, don't, I don't know what the hell he was expecting there's been a lot going on with this legacy advantage but the funny part of this was Rob and Sandra were like oh shit we, we weren't expecting this uh, we, we can't answer that we, we, can't, we can't say anything about that this week's lesson on Idol of the Idols was jury management. Rob explained to Dean about how to basically cater to the jury, appeal to the jury, make them like you, make them want to vote for you, make them want to root for you, make them feel like you're their player, like you're playing for them. And the thing is with Dean, his team members, well past team members, are on the jury. The other GOATs that were in the GOAT army with him are sitting right there. So his goal now is to try to appease to them. And hey, you might win you a million dollars. The test is a coin flip. 
simple, 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 simple coin flip. I don't, all of this is, it, it's not, come on and build us a fire. It's not solve this puzzle. It's let me flip a coin. One side says yes, and one side says no. And that pretty much determines if you get this advantage or if you lose your vote. And the advantage choices are either an extra vote, an idle nullifier, or an immunity idol that cannot be played for yourself. And I really cannot believe such a simple coin flip can get you so damn much in this game. Because of course, Dean aces the coin flip, He Rob lands on yes for him, and he decides to pick the idol nullifier. Because if you remember earlier, Janet found an idol and Dean would like to get Janet out. He wants to use another fire on Janet's idol because uh, I believe she was talking to Tommy and Tommy asked to see it and she actually pulled it out and yada yada yada. Stupid mistake, stupid decision. But now Dean is going to try and get Janet out. So after tonight's tribal, Janet's looking like the next one to go, unfortunately, but we're hoping things can change up for her because we would love to see her in a final three-time situation. Um, and I would also like to bring up the fact that when did Dean get his shoes back? Like, m my, my thing about this is a lot of stuff this season has been edited in and we haven't gotten answers for it. So why even waste the time of showing us Nora hiding his shoes if they weren't going to show the journey or whatever the hell it took for Dean to get his damn shoes back. It was a waste of time. That content could have been scrapped. We didn't need it. And it could have been something else in that slide. We, we could have got more for other, more time for all of the idols. And it could have been a puzzle in that situation or something. I, I don't know. I'm just rambling on. I'm just thinking. But... Things like that, I, I really can't stand when it comes to editing. Why edit something in that you aren't going to give us the resolution to or the answers to or something like that? But people then begin to be so shocked that Dean could possibly make a move and Dean could possibly become a threat or be a threat that Dean is now this goat in wolf's clothing. He's, he's about to come and bite a few people. And I hope that these people are ready, because if they aren't, Dean is going to take them by storm. In my opinion, Dean is running a very good track to win this game. I would I would have preferred Karishma as a winner, but she's not here anymore. But uh, Dean is going pretty strong to win this game. Tommy's going pretty strong to win this game. Lauren's going pretty strong to win this game. Janet's up there too, but I don't. I just cannot believe in my heart that Janet is up there with Lauren, Tommy, and Dean uh, as far as gameplay and everything else is concerned. I, it maybe, maybe it has been shown, but I just refuse to see it. I don't know, but it's just not there for me. So let's move into this week's immunity challenge. And the castaways have to spin and spin and spin and spin and spin and spin and spin to unspool themselves and then complete a puzzle. And this was a hot ass mess. <laughs> we got castaways swinging everywhere and falling all over the place. And then getting to this puzzle and having to do it, Elaine was, she, she kind of pulled it together pretty nicely. Um, the, the puzzle was... What was it? Um, this game will mess with your mind. And 
they had blocks, you know, how Survivor connects some people's, some pieces together, some pieces are single, and you move them all around, and you determine out how they go, and how they stack, and how they fit together, and Elaine was pulling it out for a good part, she got all the way to the very top, and you see Nora bouncing around, trying to figure out how other people got this puzzle together, and what they're getting together, and Elaine almost has it. She almost has it. And then Dean starts to realize what he's doing. And he starts stacking and flipping and turning. And next thing you know, he wins. He, he snagged the win. And yeah, I I haven't gone back and rewatched. I only watched live and that was it. But after Dean won, did he hit Jeff in the chest? Because I heard like a, a thud type. No, that wasn't a thud. That sounded like a snap. But I heard like a thud type sound. And it sounded like he had hit Jeff in the chest. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on. Let's get back to camp. And at camp, everyone wants to vote Elaine, but they want to make sure that in, in any emergency case that Elaine somehow has some secret advantage or some crazy ass idol that Nora goes. So they want to put one vote on Nora. But the thing is, Lawrence gets looking about this entire thing because she wants to go and pull in Janet to also vote for Nora with her. Dan is the one vote for Nora, so she wouldn't have to pull in Dan. And Nora would end up going home in that case. But the one thing, Laura kept making this disgusted face, and I'm like, uh, stop. I'm like, what in the hell? So... We, we can only wonder how the ladies will vote tonight because we already know how the men are voting. Uh, Dan is voting for Nora and everyone else is going Elaine. And we just have to see how the chips fall. Of course, Elaine is going to vote for Nora. That's no doubt about that. Nora's going to vote for Elaine. We just don't know what Janet's going to do, Tommy's going to do. Um, Dean and... Jeez, I don't know. But you know, if you're listening and you're keeping up, you know. Because obviously at this point, I've talked about a lot. And now I'm confusing myself. So, let us make this segue and let us move right on in to Tribal Council. Night 35. Now bring in the members of our jury. Dean's doing stretching before the flexing. All right, let's start with this first fact. Damn, Karishma looks so bad at tonight, Tribal Council. Like, oh my god. But to, to give it to the players, Dean actually utilized the little jury management skills. He learned not little, they were like very, very fruitful. But the skills he learned for jury management from Rob, he actually used them on the jury during tonight's tribal council, which was pretty impressive. And as a viewer, I I love to see stuff like that. One, I love to see jury management because that's kind of important. And a lot of people don't understand that when they play these, these games like Survivor and Big Brother about how to manage the jury and not to piss them off. So... When and if you do make it to the end, you get your money that you worked so hard for all these days. But hey, some people just don't understand it. Some people don't want to get with it. And that's cool. You can't teach a new dog old tricks. 
Huh? An old dog, new tricks. Wow, okay. And this is the part where I put down the brandy. But let's get into this. Um, Jeff asks Nora, so where, where are we at in the game? Um, at Tribal Council? Oh my god, Nora. Baby. Baby girl, you're giving me a headache. Like, at this point in the game, it's day 35 of 39, and you're answering questions that Jeff asked you about where the game is like that? I'm just, I'm really sad for this season at this point, but I'm really glad, I'm like super, super glad that next season is going to be all winners because these people, this season has, this season's been a train wreck and I mean, we finally, the wreck comes into the station next week, so I'm kind of glad for that. And I honestly, I think 40 will, should be here in February, if I'm not mistaken. So I'll be counting down for that. And because this season, it, 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 it's been a lot. But, you know, let's, let's, let's move on. Moving over to Elaine, because that has been an obvious target this entire episode. Uh, besides from Elaine, Elaine has been trying to make Nora a target this episode, but really the edit has really focused on Elaine being the one that's probably going to go tonight. And uh, Elaine's at this tribal council, and it seems to be echoing the very first episode where she's like, please, I just, just, just spare me one more vote. I'm not a threat. I mean, yeah, I'm a threat now, but... Nora, she's crazy, she's unpredictable, you don't know what she's gonna do, just spare me one vote. And it it seems to echo the first episode so hard because then she was like, I've dreamt for this so bad, just spare me one vote. You need to get this person out because I, I, I'm not the one, just spare me. I really wanted this, I really wanna be here, just allow me three more days, please. And she's made it from day three to day 35 so hey you got your three days and so much more you evolved into this survivor not great not legend but this survivor i guess i can only say player that's kind of up there i don't know but <laughs> but elaine came into this game as a caterpillar and she's cocooned and blossomed into this beautiful butterfly. And it's been amazing. And I can say the same thing for Karishma. She came into this game as a caterpillar and she blossomed. I mean, we can get into Karishma. And actually, I will get into Karishma and I'll talk about that later. But Elaine's someone that, I mean, she really deserves to make it to the final three. And... You know, Elaine even says, hey, when you get to the final three, I'm better to take with you because, I mean, I'm I'm the threat. So, I'm, I, I'm not going to win this game. Nora? People have said it from the beginning. If she, makes it, if she makes it to the end of this game, if Nora makes it to 39, she's winning. If Nora makes it to 39, she's winning. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is just crazy. But then all of a sudden... All of the ladies start talking up and speaking out about how 
Well, yeah, I feel, I feel I'm at the bottom, too. These guys have got the game. I feel I'm at the bottom. I mean, I, I'm at the bottom. What do you mean? Like, these guys are just, wow. And then we segue into Elaine's segment and this part of the edit of the episode. If no other part told you this, this part definitely tells you that Elaine will be, unfortunately, the one going tonight because she she's loud. I, I mean, it felt like, 10 minutes to me <laughs> it was probably about a good three minutes what it felt like in real time of elaine just explaining where her fight for this game comes from and why she wants to keep going and why she keep, wants to keep trying and she tells jeff i'm i've been fighting for 35 days in this and i'm gonna keep fighting until you stuff my torch and the emotion and the impact behind it is just everything you know what I mean? Like, I, I've never been, like, a real lucky person. Like, just unlucky for some reason. Other than getting on this, nothing good's ever really happened, you know? And I come for the money, but the more important part to me was coming for the adventure and the figuring out who I was and, and dealing with my emotions and, and you know, just, just trying to put everything into perspective. Damn, Jeff. It's wild. It's crazy. And Elaine says so, so, so much more. But there's so much more I still need to talk about. So, unfortunately, I can't go through it all. And you know what that means. It's Tribal Council. It's the end of all the talking. That is true. And it is. Time to vote. That's right. Yeah. Nora, you're up. And, of course... Just as the edit suggested, Elaine was the one voted out at tonight's tribal council. Now, this would be normally where the podcast would end, the episode would be over, the episode of Survivor would be over. But in an unprecedented turn of events, Jeff came to the beach the next day to talk to all the castaways. And I, I I didn't know what was going on. I didn't even realize there was still time left in the episode. I, I, I didn't realize anything. I was totally taken off guard, totally taken aback. Dan had been removed from the game. There would be no final six. He would not be part of the jury. There would be no nothing. Um, this is part of the reason why... This episode of Clifton's Corner was not presented to you sooner than now. Simply because, again, as I said earlier, I wanted to gather the facts, gather what information I could before delivering this episode out to you guys. Um, it is said from what I've been able to gather that Dan, and you know, we know the issue with Dan that's going on this season... He had an incident on the way back from the immunity challenge. The uh, when, when getting into the boat, of course, if you don't know, there is a boat that takes the castaways to and from immunity and reward challenges. Um, and there was an incident that happened between Dan and a producer. Um... And it is said that a another castaway also witnessed this this incident take place. Um, 
because of this, the finale that was supposed to be live this year uh, for the first time in 39 seasons of Survivor, the finale will be pre-taped and edited simply because, of course, CBS does not want anything to happen during this tape. You, you never know with people nowadays what someone might attempt. I'm, I'm pretty sure this, this reunion will have a certain flow and CBS will, of course, edit out what they don't want us to see and what they don't want us to know and want us to hear, of course. They're, they'll do it in true CBS fashion like they do with uh, Big Brother. But uh, honestly, all of this is just truly and it, it's simply saddening. This is a, a game that I've come to love over the past like 10 years uh, I've grown very tight with this show and now I've even started a podcast where I'm talking about this I've done YouTube stuff about Survivor I'm, I'm invested into this this show and for something like this to happen it's very very disheartening I it it, it kind of steers you away from wanting to watch the rest of the season. It kind of... Even back when the incident first happened. And this is something that has been talked about on the show since episode one. The very first episode, uh, Kelly had a discussion with Dan about how she's she's not... If, if not the first episode, the second. But about how she's not someone that likes to be touched... Uh, she would prefer if he did not touch her and this was something that was ignored by him um then the merge happened and uh missy and kelly spoke uh and things were talked about then between them two about how dan was still touching her and missy said she was inappropriately touched by dan and things of that nature it, it, it's 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 something that's been if it was put out there i really feel like producers should have stood up way 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 sooner this is something that should have not gotten this far this is something that should not have went on for over a month over a month they allow this person to stay out there and play this game and not only take opportunities from other people but to more or less scar people. Dan has scarred, I'm pretty sure, several people on this, well, throughout this experience and throughout this show. Kelly is one of them. Uh, I, I'm not sure what happened between between him and the producer, but him and the producer may be one. You just you just never know. It's it's sad, and I'm I'm hoping for a lot more from CBS and from Survivor and from Jeff Probst because I'm pretty sure Jeff should be one of the main people. Being that, if I'm not mistaken, he is a producer of this show, that he should be more hands on with what's going on at camp and when something like this happens. And being that this is something said on camera from day one, Jeff, this should have been some footage that Jeff saw. This should have been a discussion that Jeff had with these contestants and this and third. As a viewer, I feel like this is Jeff's show. He is the, the, the power man. He should have stepped up 
way sooner than now and I'm I'm it's just it's a tough situation but I'm hoping next week's finale episode ends on a a positive note on a good note who knows what the reunion is going to be like there's no telling I can only expect drama 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 crazy 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 you know how it goes with these people so that's now all I have for you I just wanted to touch on one thing. I do have a sidebar podcast episode coming, The Charisma Effect. Uh, It won't be anything long, but just for a quick moment, I wanted to show the queen some love. The Applebee's queen, Charisma herself, talk about the game she played, how far she got in her 32 days, what she did and didn't do, what she could have done, what I wish she would have done. And everything else in between, above and below, and all that other good stuff. As always, I thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in and having a listen and sticking with me for this long and dealing with the drama and the little downer stuff. But, as always, I'm your host, Jermaine Man, the only guy here for you, Cliff Tone. And this was another episode of Cliff Tone's Corner.